Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. And we're here to bring to you night two of AEW Dynamite's New Year Smash, the Real Lucha Breakdown. Um, yeah, so this one was interesting to say the least. Yep, continuation of part one last week, last episode's. Right. And uh, yeah, let's uh, get right to it into our official gimmick breakdown. Here we go. Welcome to a special episode of AEW Dynamite. New Year's Smash Night 2 was one to behold, and so is this breakdown. First match Eddie Kingston versus the Bastard Pac. To kick off this show, these two dads fight for the custody of the Lucha Bros. Pac nails Eddie with a black arrow for the win. Second match is Chuck Taylor versus Miro. Rusev hits sexy Chucky e. T with a super kick and follows with the game over submission to win it. Because of the loss, Chuck has to be the best man's young boy. Match 3, the Elite versus Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight. The Elite? More like club. Young Bucks step aside because the Good Brothers are taking your spot. Magic Killer to Danny Limelight for the win. For match number four is Jurassic Express versus FTR. Marco has something to prove as he steps in for his big dino buddy. Unfortunately, he eats a big rig for the loss. Match 5 brings us Ty Conti versus Serena Deeb for the NWA Women's Championship. Both ladies put on a show, but a Ty KO reversed into a detox seals the deal for Deeb. And still, NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb. And for the sixth match, a main event of the evening, we have FTW champion Brian Cage versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. A strong start by Darby is not enough to subdue the machine. Cage catches Darby mid-tope to a seamless transition suplex on the outside. Cage has Darby singing. as he chucks him to the outside corner table. Channeling his inner Brock, Cage lands an F5, but Darby kicks out at one? Triple power bombs ensue. In response, Darby gives him the finger. Give me a hell yeah! Cage punishes Darby with a Castagnoli suplex, but he kicks out at one. Darby, like a madman, lands a coffin drop on Cage on the steps. A slumdog millionaire in the ring, as well as a belt choke, a code red, and shotgun dropkick. Speaking of the real rock and roller, a pin attempt by Cage is countered into a Ferg double stomp. Team Taz has seen enough as the absolute one goes for interference. But the lights turn out. It's Sting! WCW's finest takes a Derek Jeter swing to Stark's ribcage. Darby hits Cage with an avalanche crucifix driver for the one, two, three. And still, your TNT champion, Darby Allen.
Yeah, so that was uh, that was quite a breakdown. Packed yeah. full of, uh, you know, um, vi- uh, essential highlights. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, so to get into a little bit of more details and stuff like that. Um, so with the, the first match being uh, Eddie Kingston versus the bastard Puck. Um, Puck out of the gate with the shotgun dropkick. Follows with a spaceman plancha, uh, which I'm a big fan of over here. Um, also delivering with a, a diving drop kick, uh, but you know Eddie Kingston brings some of the offense back with a knee strike, uh, T-bone suplex uh, outside of the ring, gives some stiff kicks to Pac, um, a superplex by Pac. Uh, Eddie kicks out. Um, <laughs> Pac's superplex looks pretty like intense. Like it just it's, it, like, it looks strong because it's like off like the. T- that top rope and I don't know just the way he does it just seems uh, like overkill. You know how we have moves yeah. that you know we're like oh th- this this match isn't gonna win with with that with that move right? Yeah. A superplex is one of them. You never see it. Um, Pac is the last person I've seen to land a superplex and get the one two three ever. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why I said like his like you know apparently he's like super strong. Um, but you know, of course we got to see the patented black arrow by Pac, which if you don't know by now is a corkscrew shooting star press. Beautiful. Yep. Pac. Very hard to pull off. You gotta be athletic and agile as hell. So he takes his time with the wind up, right? Making sure he has his footing and whatnot. But when he leaps into the air, he like, as he's airborne, he makes it look effortless and only, only in the way that Pac can i think no one else, i think other people could potentially <laughs> we could probably count like the people that could do that in one hand and probably Pac has like the nicest one yeah so. the only the other guys i'm thinking i can only think of three other guys at the moment that right, could probably right. do that um so uh yeah uh, he gets into the ha- habit of uh landing a, a black arrow and following up with a brutalizer yeah oh uh, it's funny you say it because i was about to say he followed that up he he did that by brutalizing his opponent with a submission, but which has been brutalizer. What is going on with Lance Archer? He comes out at the end of this match to be like, kind of to check that him and Pac are on the same page. Like, what is going on with him? I am so interested. Uh, Lance, the murder hawk Lance Archer is just kind of, he's in limbo, right? It, it kind of looks like he wants to be friends with, the, <laughs> with, uh, death triangle but well, he's like flirting with that idea with that concept right now in reality i think you know uh shoot wise i think that uh lance archer is really kind of being thrown into this storyline and kind of being bundled up with death triangle because unfortunately for a badass stable like death triangle right you got penta phoenix and Pac. you would think that these guys would just be an amazing Oh, just like an amazing stable faction that can just run through anyone really with just the amount of talent within those three guys but the big problem right and you know is that we always get one of them missing right i was we were talking about this like you know amongst ourselves um if it's not ray phoenix getting injured it's penta getting injured injured and then if it's not him then the other brother gets re-injured again then the other one takes his turn and then you get like Pac missing from it, like you know secluded in england for like eight months or whatever it was right just <laughs> missing in action 
and uh, so it's it's cool that uh, Pac is finally back for good. He's not get, he's not, at least he's not getting hurt. Uh, unfortunately, Lucha Bros keep you know uh, keep getting hurt. You know, not kayfabe is real, and uh, I think this is what Lance Archer's um, storyline is gonna be kind of mixed up with them and uh, Eddie Kingston for the, for the time being. So uh, but yeah, from- real quick, I gotta say. This match between Pac and Eddie Kingston, I was actually kind of nervous about because at the time, and even still today, right now, Eddie Kingston was on a hot streak. So I thought, like, you know, he was going to somehow pull a win over Pac. And then once he got the brutalizer in, I was so happy. I was like, yeah, it's over. Right, right. Uh, going in the second match with uh, Chuck Taylor versus Miro, uh, we have Chuck Taylor with a Topa Konilo, uh, Rusev with a Machka kick. Uh, into the game over, of course, making a uh, you know, sexy Chucky T putting over Rusev, and uh, making him his young boy. Yeah. Although what you will see now is that it's not <laughs> like at first it, they were kind of trying to make a reference to what a young boy is in Japan. You know, you're a young boy means that like you're a, like a student. Servant. Yeah, you're a student. Yeah, butler. You're a student of wrestling, and in that. You have to be like a somewhat of a servant. You yeah. have to kind of like uh, uh, do whatever like the elder uh, wrestlers uh, tell you to do and whatnot. But yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think creative is like you know what I think not a lot of people know what a young boy is, and eventually they just change it to a butler. You know, they're 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 really going with this butler gimmick of uh, uh, Chuck Taylor um, becoming uh, Miro's butler instead. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I was a little, well, at the time I actually had forgotten that, uh, his, his boy Trent was injured. So I was bummed. I was like, oh, what's going to happen to best friends now? And you, you point out, oh, like his boy's injured. I was like, oh, all right. But then I was wondering what was going to happen to Orange Cassidy. Apparently he was, um, he was out of the mix for a while because he had a, my, what, I'm assuming he had a little bit of an injury himself too. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess like this is gonna be the new thing. What I was kind of, I don't want to say worried about, but what I was, um, a little like, uh, I guess what I was thinking about what might happen was that obviously at first, um, Chuck Chuck Taylor will be opposed to this, obviously, but after a while he might give in to Miro, like be more receptive towards this young boy idea and eventually become healed by fully embracing being Miro's young boy. Right. That's what at the at the moment I kind of think might happen, but we'll, we'll see. Right. Uh, we get a promo, promo number one of the night. It's Matt Hardy and Private Party backstage. Matt discussing his 30% fee that he's charging for his services to uh, his boy's uh Isaiah and uh, Quinn. Yeah, and from Matt Hardy's view, the private party are the are the ones that are out of line here. Yeah, by questioning his intentions. It's a continuing story. Uh, we'll get more of that later on, uh, in the weeks to come. <laughs> uh, the promo, uh, second promo of the night, we get uh, Inner Circle in the ring. New Year's resolutions are given to them by all. Uh, we get <laughs> Jake Hager wanting. Uh, You know what? My note says that he wants some. Oh, he wants titles. That's what he wants. He wants championships, which is fair, right? The only champion that we've had so far in the inner circle has been Jericho as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, MJF wants uh, less fat people in the world. 
Um, yeah, so MJF doing heelish things, of course, as always. Kind of a sensitive uh, topic, but yeah, yeah. That's what or- he said. <laughs> Ortiz wants uh, Puerto Rican food. Like, uh, I think he... <sighs> well, I can't blame him there. Puerto Rican food is delicious. It's godlike. I mean, you know, arroz con gandules, I think he mentioned that by name. Uh, Mofongo. Um, you know, all that jazz. We have uh, Jericho wants tag gold with MJF and Sammy with a line of the night. Poor Sammy. You know, potentially. He goes up to YJ. Y2J, right? Le Champion, and says, "What the hell? What's going on? We were the sex gods. Then you start teaming up with Hager. Now MJF, you're nothing but a tag team slut." <laughs> oh. Then of course everyone was like, you know, shocked in the arena. Huge. <laughs> That's huge pop. Line of the night potential right there. Big, big time. Uh, next, next week. Jericho announces that they will have a three a triple threat tag match. Jericho, MJF, Sammy Hagar, and uh, Santana and Ortiz. Yep. To, strictly an inner circle affair. To see who is the inner circle's official tag team, which is a little ridiculous because I would think that Santana and Ortiz would by far yes. be the inner circle's <laughs> tag team. I don't know why this is even discussion, but <laughs> wrestling, right? That, that's why we tune in to see some of these uh, you know, uh, these stories play out, even if uh, they are uh, a little too silly. So we get uh, promo number three, the elite backstage the band is back together don suggests that the elite come out separately and that what follows is oh, within the match the elite versus there. the varsity blondes miguel said it himself and danny limelight kenny comes out but instead of tagging with the bucks he brings out the good brothers carl anderson and the big lg from impact from impact oh, and my jaw dropped <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they uh, make uh, some quick work. But, uh, you know, we, we see a little bit of uh, of highlights from these guys. Uh, Danny Limelight has uh, some good arm drags and drop kicks to Kenny. Uh, Kenny with the, with his signature Kutaru Crusher to uh, Limelight. We got a triple splash to uh, Danny Limelight by uh, all of the elite. Very cool. Uh, then we also get... Uh, Danny, Lime- Danny Limelight walking the ropes and it goes into a hurricanrana from Kenny. You know, kind of like a, a la uh, Eddie Guerrero. And we get a spinebuster blockbuster combo by uh, the Varsity Blondes onto uh, Carl Anderson. A triple assisted backdrop to Griff Garrison. And then a magic killer to Limelight for the win. Uh, John Moxley runs in, is overpowered until uh, the Lucha Bros run in. Bucks run in to help them, but then they get double super kicked by the Lucha Bros. And as all this is happening, Kenny, Don Callis grabs Kenny and, for, course, and tells yeah. him to run away. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, everyone's, like, kind of fighting for Kenny. <laughs> but, like, Kenny's the one running away. So, you know, kind of have to rev up that heel meter right i guess don Callis came into the picture (laughs) kenny's been doing making some questionable decisions i don't know man i'm digging it (laughs) so we got uh the waiting room right i think this makes uh the waiting room's debut it's uh 
it's a wrestling talk show, you know, made, you know, there's met, have been many before them, right? Made famous by, I mean, the first one I can think of is a Roddy Piper, right? Yep. With Piper Spit. Then we see Miz. Nowadays, we see Miz with Miz TV. You know, I'm a big fan of that. Or, I mean, of the Miz. There's right? a lot of shows like that. There's been a lot. Yeah, Carlito had his own yeah, show. Yeah, Car- Carlito's Cabana. Even the Kevin Owens show, too. He Kevin has- Owens. Uh, Jericho's uh, Highlight Reel. Yep. Um, Ambrose Asylum. The Ambrose. I completely forgot about yeah. that one. The Ambrose Asylum. Give it to me. Shoot some more. Alexa Bliss had her own, I think. Yeah, she did. I mean, uh, kind of. We a little bit in um, uh, Bray Wyatt with the Firefly. Yep. Funhouse. Um, yeah, and I think there's at least like two or three that were Christian's missing. Christian's Peep Show. Christian's Peep Show. Yep. At Cutting Edge with yes. Edge. Uh, was there one with um, uh, what's the <laughs> Simon Dean? Did he have his own? Mate, or did I make that up? Either him or Matt Stryker or both of them. Oh, Matt Stryker had like a like some like Stryker's yeah, teaching or yeah, something. Yeah, because he was a teacher. Yeah, and he, was, he was such a he was such a sleaze ball. What was a Stryker's class? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're definitely getting completely yeah, off sorry, topic, yeah. but you know what? It's kind of really fun to reminisce how many shows I mean, yeah. <laughs> like the wrestling world has had. But our point is that yeah, the, this like. Uh, Brand the waiting new. room, yeah, uh, uh, Maker's Make- br- waiting room was phenomenal. Which it, it started off in dark, and they're bringing it over to dynamite. Very cool, you know. Britt Baker, a ton of character work. Started off in in the in uh, AEW dynamite as a face, turned heel on. I think she officially turned heel on Jericho's cruise, or maybe right before. And uh, man, she's just a top woman in that's, the women's. That's funny. Division. I don't even remember her as a face now. Yeah, that's just how good. That's how good her work with uh, as a heel is now. You know, with her her um, with her stooge. I don't know her hand, right? Uh, I love how she rebel. sets up Cody in this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Cody's the first guest. He's a it, setup. It's basically there. She. It's, he's basically there for her to uh, rip on, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, she. Uh, you know, uh, Britt does a harmless rib on the audience with the Oprah gag. Um, uh, she throws a bunch of shade at Cody about his terrible neck tattoo. Uh, I just, I just remember watching that pay per view live when Cody unveils his neck tattoo to the world. I, <laughs> I was watching with my cousin and my my good buddy Anthony, uh, and we were just like, "What the hell is going on with that tattoo?" We're, we're like, "Ugh, like, uh, you know, Cody, did you really have to do that? Was that the right move?" But to each his own, right? Um, I think a lot of people were disliking, hating on the tattoo, and uh, yeah, uh, Britt's no different. <laughs> I, already for, I already forgot it's about his tattoo. It wasn't, uh, yeah. So um, this kind of turned out to be like an ambush because Jade comes in yeah. right in uh, to just disrespect Cody and Brandy, and you know what's Cody gonna do? He's just gonna eat it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Red Velvet comes in to attack. Thunder Rosa um, promo is. Uh, run to announce that her and Britt are going to be uh, facing off at beach break. Uh, Britt's kind of having a fit about it. Doesn't want it to happen, but it's going to happen. Fourth match, we get into uh, Jurassic Express versus FTR. Um, Marco is wi- is quick with his agility to avoid attacks and uh, flips him off. Gotta love it. Uh, second rope moonsault is caught, but reversed. Uh, then we get a Manhattan drop enziguri combo to both. Uh, Marco flipped t- into a Huracarana uh, on Dax. And then we get a Poetry in Motion to Cash. 
We got a Topa Suicida and Asai Moonsault combo. I mean, that was pretty sick. Something you can um, very much uh, expect from Jungle Boy and Marco. Uh, Jungle Boy gets the hot tag. Oh, but before then, uh, actually, Cash goes for a gory special onto Marco. You know, I just got, I love the gory special, the gory bomb. It's when you take a guy, you uh, grab his legs, kind of put him on top of your thighs, grab his arms, so you're kind of wearing him like a backpack, right? Yeah. Shout outs to Johnny Banana, CT of the challenge, right? Banana backpack. And, yeah, um, it's just, uh, you know, kind of like a Guerrero classic, and it's a wrestling classic now, right? Not just uh, in the family anymore. Uh, we got assisted senton onto Dax. We get like a Dudley dog reversed into a throw by Dax. Uh, Tully hits Marco. FTE hits the big rig on Marco for the win. Of course, who else is going to eat that pin? It's got Marco is always like in these matches to eat the pin. Yeah, right? yeah, he is. He just lost a... You know what? This grinds my gears because he just lost a match on Dark to, like, a guy who just debuted. It's like, come on. Come on. Is Marco yeah. going to put over... Marco puts over the world. Yeah, it's kind of... It, it's sad because, like, he... I don't think he needs to be putting people over. I mean, I think he should be racking up more wins than losses. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, hey, uh, I feel like Marco's just going to get his time. You know, this isn't... This is, I, just, this I kind of feel like they're taking advantage <coughs> of his size. They'll be like, oh, yeah, like, look at him. Like, so, of course, we'll make him lose. Like, yeah. uh, I don't like that. But I have a lot of confidence that, yeah, this is, yeah, this is what he's been. This is why in the company, this is what he's going to be. But he's, he will he will achieve more. It's, it, it won't just stay at this pace. He will get some. Like, Marco Stunt one day will be a champion. Yeah, I, I, know. I agree. I just know it. Yep. So uh, then we get a fifth match with a. Uh, uh, Ty Conti with Anna Jay in her corner for, with, against Serena Deeb, right? Big time championship match, NWA's women, women's championship, and uh, we get a nice uh, pin attempt by uh, Deeb. We get a heel a heel hook by uh, by Conti, uh, and then follow that up with a pump kick. We get a full Nelson into a stunner by Conti. That's like sick. Like that's something I don't really ever see. And I can always appreciate something I never see, um, you know, uh, Arsenal move-wise in, in the ring. I just, I, I'm a dork for that. Then we get a gut buster by uh, Deeb. Then we get a gory special on the top rope by Deeb. Uh, another pump kick by Ka- by. She's the uh, champ Conti. in this, right? Defending her title? Serena NWA. Deeb. Yep. Serena Deeb yep. is the champ. And the NWA title. And then uh, a, a TKO gets reversed to a detox. And, uh, you know, there you have it. Um, yeah, these, uh, in, in my opinion, I think these are two of my favorite women in the division right now. I think uh, Serena Deeb and Tay Conti, compared to other women in the division, haven't had as much TV time. Like, they're just getting into. Uh, their TV time and a lot of matches like within the past few months and I feel like they're skyrocketing up their potential in this company compared to some of the other women where even have like you know uh, there's no denying Brit is if not one of the top women the top uh, woman yeah. in in the division and but she's had all this time to um you know to uh, all this TV time all of this uh, great uh, character work 
um, being done over like this long span of time. I feel yeah. like Serena Deeb and Ty Conti have relatively recently came in here and just have done a lot with uh, a lot less time than some of these other yeah, ladies. Yeah, I agree. And not to take away from anyone who's um, still getting there or who uh, made it there like a uh, Brit uh, with all that time. Um, but it just, I just, uh, it just surprises me how well that they've uh, come out and how how much they stand out, Adib and uh, Conti, in my eyes. Let, and then, so we get the the main event, right? Yes, Brian Cage TNT Championship versus that. This match was godlike. It was, and I can't get over all of these, uh, you know, all all of these uh, big time moves that we get from uh, Darby, um, as we said it on the breakdown, you know. A lot of color commentary there uh, displaying um, what's happening in that match. You know, a lot of stuff happened. For example, we got Darby getting thrown from inside the ring by Brian Cage <laughs> into a table. Dude, it's like Brian Cage has like pinpoint accuracy. That table was not near the ring. And he just chucked him. He chucked the guy and threw him straight through that table. It was amazing. It was dangerous. Any, uh, as much as you can, it was as dangerous as you would assume any spot that involves Darby Allen. I mean, do you yeah, remember that, that guy cr- knows how to de- has a, how knows how to take a hit? Do you remember that Cracker Barrel spot <laughs> yeah. in that Cracker Barrel hardcore match between him, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela? That's one of the best. missed. <laughs> that's one of the best hardcore matches I've ever seen. So when we see a big time no disqualification uh, rules match with Darby, even when it's not no disqualification, even when we get uh, an official match like this, Darby brings it. This guy's the champion for a reason. Darby Allen. Uh, is just and basically an AEW original he is. star. What I also really particularly what I really love about Darby Allen was that he's obviously like he's a great hardcore guy. However, when it's not a hardcore match, when he's like in a regular you know classic like you know disqual you know regular match, uh, he does he's he does some great spots. Like he doesn't need it to be in a hardcore match to be entertaining. He could be entertaining even in a straight up wrestling match, which I love about him a lot. Uh, you know, well, these days it's different, luckily, you know, but probably like, you know, like over like a decade ago, prior to a decade ago, or even less or even more time than that, uh, like most like hard, like legit hardcore guys, that'd be like their specialty and like kind of like their only specialty. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see. Uh, unfortunately, Jimmy Havoc is not with uh, is not in the uh, company anymore. But um, seeing where these hardcore guys, like you said, like Joey Janela, like Darby Allen, and that definitely includes Moxley, uh, who, who's already doing it, just showing how much talent they have. When you take away the you know hardcore no DQ uh, gimmick, yeah. Uh, so they always do um, some great showings, but it's just. That makes it even hyper when you do add um, that no DQ stipulation in any of those guys' matches. Yeah. And yeah, so um, this is kind of starts off as kind of like a very much like a Brock Lesnar type match. Um, uh, he's destroying a, young, a smaller guy and it kind of looks hopeless. And then uh, you see um, him, that guy making a comeback, right? Yeah. Um, we've seen it a lot against guys like uh, AJ, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, right? The top you know, smaller guys in the biz, and we get um, a similar story in that, but this was definitely different with Darby uh, kicking out at one multiple times. It's like, whoa, you you don't see that anywhere, right? You don't see, like, someone taking all that damage and then kicking out at one after, like, a big-time move. 
like uh, the F5. That's you know that that followed like huge moves like uh, being <laughs> thrown out of the ring and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, uh, Darby Allen uh, is just uh, crazy good. Uh, we you know when he gets the momentum, we see Ricky Starks try of course, to attack, yeah. and then we finally, finally, we see Sting come in with some action, right? To answer swinging, the injustice, swinging that bat, looking like Derek Jeter up there. <laughs> he nails Ricky Starks. <laughs> nails Ricky Starks in the gut for contact hitter, no doubt. And uh, it was just so funny because Ricky Starks, the professional, right? Absolute. He uh, he's actually does a great job in that. Um, in like the next episode of Dark, he's still selling that yeah. uh, rib shot by uh by the bat. <laughs> you gotta love it. That's so professional of him. Big big ups to uh, Starks for doing that. That's so entertaining. And um, <laughs> Darby retains. And I've seen that maybe like a little bit of hate, like saying, "Oh, how can you how can you have Darby beat uh Brian Cage, the big guy?" Who said that? It's just like I've seen like in forums and stuff like that, yeah. right? I don't know. It was, I, I don't care to um, to read like whose like names and stuff it was. And I just I just saw that and I was just like, that got me heated. I'm like, come on, guys. This isn't the Fed. You know, we're going to see different right. outcomes. And Darby Allen is a star and Brian Cage yeah. is a professional that doesn't have to. Just because he's a big guy doesn't mean he has to go on a 50 and 1 record, okay? Yeah, this, I'm tired this of the that. This ain't the Fed. This ain't the Fed. <laughs> so I'm tired of that. I want to see the smaller guys and the big guys just shine, right? Shine equally. Yeah. And if you have such a problem with that, maybe stick with the Fed. Yeah. Go watch a Braun Strowman match. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no hate on Braun Strowman, but, you no, know. Yeah, you no. know. yeah I guess you The saying. big guy. We love you, Braun. Don't worry. The big guys like that, that's how they. That's how in other places they get brought up, right? Um, no sell everything and, and whatnot. But, yeah, that, that just about does it. Uh, if I want to, we usually get to our top spots. Line and taunt of the night. Um, if we're being honest, I feel like uh, this this is one of the um, uh, nights that we kind of didn't have like some of that top stuff uh, in mind when uh, taking down our notes. Mm-hmm. But I think I at least I definitely want to get a top spot out there. Um, do you have anything in mind as of right now? If not, just uh, uh, let me know. Uh, this is typical of me. Uh, and won't come as a surprise. So hopefully it's not anticlimactic. But my top spot was Neville's Black Arrow into transitioning into the Brutalizer. It's like where you know what now to come to think of it. When do you see a top athletic move like the Black Arrow get transitioned into a submission for a finish? You never see that. You never see a, the top move. If you do a top move, that usually is the finish or a false finish. Yeah, right? it's like Pox. That's like Pox exclamation point to punish his opponent. That's crazy when you think about it. Pac, the innovator. Yes. The first guy ever to go in using a top, top of the line finisher uh, in its own move off the top rope and transition into a, into a submission as like a one-two combo. Right? Is that the new uh, spear jackhammer? Interesting in theory, actually. Perhaps. Uh, my top spot has to go. I, I can't put this over enough. Uh, the Just the expertise of both these guys, Cage and Darby. <laughs> Freaking Cage. Basically, lawn Darby. He chucks the guy. He throws Darby Allen nowhere near the ringside uh, into 
a table that's like in the corner of like the outside of the ring and it's just you um you, uh darby allen has to put a lot of faith in brian cage brian cage has to put a lot of faith in himself and uh, in darby as well because uh you know not everyone can take a, a spot like that and um <laughs> darby is definitely one of those guys so uh that goes my top spot of the night i think we'll pass on a. Uh, um, the taunt and uh, line of the night for now, Miguel. Um, unless you have anything, no, not for this one, though. I was mainly just focused on the matches. The matches are just, oh, they were top notch. Okay, okay, this episode, I, we got to mention line of the night. I think it, it's unanimous, it's it's so obvious. Tag team slot. Of course, yeah. Tag team slot yeah. line of the night. Way to go, Sammy. We like to give our. We like to give. Oh man, see, when I thought of this line of the night, I really wanted it to go to like the commentators. Yeah. But maybe that's more so of a dark thing because there's more promos in. There's a lot of promos in Dynamite, not so much in Dark. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get some more lines of the night from uh, promos on uh, Dynamite. And yeah, this is from a promo, Sammy. You killed it. Uh, and yeah, uh, speaking from someone in the future, Sammy, I'm very interested at in what uh, you have uh, going on. What's what's gonna happen there? Uh, you got a bright future, Guevara. Looking forward to it. All right, guys. Well, uh, you know that pretty much wraps it up. I that wraps say. it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, too sweet ski. Take it easy. Peace. Lucha. Lucha.